Hello, Collateral Gaming listeners. Chazzle Dazzle here from the Trial by Air Variety Show podcast. I just wanted to take a few seconds to invite you guys over to what we do. No, it's not video games, but we do invite really awesome and unique bands from all over the world. We dig deep into their souls and find really cool stories to tell you, and there's tons of music every week, so subscribe to us wherever you subscribe to your podcast. We look forward to having you. I'm Ashley Chancellor. I'm Zachary Gio. And I'm Megan Gomez. This is Collateral Gaming with Collateral Cinema. Welcome to Collateral Gaming, the only video game podcast that matters, where we focus on good games, bad games, and everything else in between in the world of gaming. We are podcasting straight from somewhere in South Texas, and yes, my friends, we are a 420-friendly podcast, so whatever you have, smoke it if you've got it. Also, representing today, Collateral Cinema Movie Podcast, uh, unfortunately wasn't able to get Bo or Robert on this episode. But this is part of our multi-part Mortal Kombat uh, collaboration event. So I am on both podcasts. So today I am representing both podcasts. Represent. He is representing the Lollipop Guild and we want him. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, how's it been, guys? It's been a while since I've had both of you on the podcast. It's going good. It's been good. Um, I wanted to uh, make sure to say this on the podcast and, you know, apologize that I haven't been on quite a few episodes. Um, I did have a death in immediate family, um, and I've been helping my family, you know, take care of everything. Um, so I've really not been able to focus on podcast stuff, but I promise I'm back and I'm better than ever. Um, and I'm excited to get through the rest of the season. Heck yeah. Well, it's it's all good, Megan. We love you, and we want to make sure that you and Alan are okay and that you'll all are in good mental health so that you're prepared oh yeah absolutely yeah we're doing good also guys alan is going back for another degree so you know he's he's been grinding and grinding so heck yes but uh yeah i guess we'll kind of get into it here right now but we are talking about the mortal kombat series in particular this episode is focused on the latest installment of the video game franchise mortal kombat 11 oh yeah oh dude what is what is, what are y'all guys what is your experience with the franchise as a whole? Oh, uh, growing up never really played too much Mortal Kombat. Uh for one, I was I was kind of uh sheltered as a kid. So I didn't really play a lot of super violent video games. And Mortal Kombat was always that, you know, fighting game that had the fatalities, you know, the the bloody uh the blood and the gore and um while it wasn't as HD and as animated when we were little, you know, Mortal Kombat 11 does it beautifully. So, um I saw that with Mortal Kombat 10 and I kind of just got into it super hard and i've been loving it ever since yeah i'm kind of the same way um i didn't really play too much mortal kombat as a kid but i had a lot of friends that played it um for me personally y'all know i'm more of a you know storyline gamer but this is just one of those like kind of things it's like it's off kilter for me but i i just absolutely love it like the carnage is insane and i i love it for some (laughs) odd reason um but yeah for me the mortal kombat series it's kind of just like it's like one of those weird tie-ins to my childhood where i'm like what why do I like this? I don't know, but I'm obsessed with it. Um, I picked up, I think, 
yeah, I think also, Zach, I did pick up 10 as well. Um, and then, you know, like, 11 came out, and I was just like, you know what? I'm actually going to play through some of this game. And I played through some of it, and I freaking loved it. And I played through quite a bit of it after that. <laughs> it's good, dude. It's so good. It's a good game. I was more of a Soul Calibur kind of kid, but I ended up loving Mortal Kombat more. I've never played Soul Calibur. Oh, once. so good. Oh, dude, yeah. Um, you got to play the one that has Link in it. Only in the GameCube yes. version of, I think, Soul Calibur 2, right? Yeah. Wait, there's a fighting game with Link that's yes, not sir. Smash Bros? Yep. Mm-hmm. But Nintendo would only allow him on the Nintendo console version, so he's exclusive to the GameCube version. Oh, well, I, I can understand that, but I wonder how he fights. Like, is it fun to you? That's another conversation for another time. This is a Mortal it's, Kombat. It's, he's really good in that game. It's in number two. Yeah. And oh, what lies in dude. his soul is courage, of well, course. And then they ended up bringing Yoda and Darth Vader in as well. So there, there's a lot of crazy characters in the Soul Calibur series. And, and hopefully that's a series that we'll get into at some point. Yeah, Soul Calibur is like the dodge of fighting games. They just do a line and put some random characters in it. Kind of like how Chrysler is like, let's just do a line and throw a Hellcat motor in a minivan. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's really good. That's oh, super <laughs> funny. Oh. The latest Mortal Kombat games seem to be kind of taking the same approach. I mean, we've got yeah. a, a lot of crazy guest characters, and we'll talk about that as well. The Terminator. But I did want to mention that I had a very similar experience, I think, to y'all. Uh, in particular, Zach, I think you and I had a very similar childhood. I was sheltered. Um, I mm. actually wasn't allowed to play games where you killed people. That was the rule growing up. If you, Yeah, we were all sheltered, I think. <laughs> If you killed humans, it wasn't okay. But it was funny because I would make the argument sometimes. I'd be like, well, Mom, you know, in Zelda, you kill Ganondorf, who's a humanoid. And and in Metroid, you fight space pirates, which are, I mean, assumedly, at least some of them have the intelligence and sapience that humans do. And, you know, so... And then eventually, I think I just started buying my own games when I was old enough to buy M-rated games. Yep. But I... I didn't really get into Mortal Kombat until recently, uh, and kind of in preparation for these last few episodes. Yeah. I had played bits and pieces of it before, of course, with friends, but I went ahead and I went back and I played the original arcade games. We did a whole uh, bonus round episode on the very on the first four arcade games, and uh, I also played quite a bit of Mortal Kombat 11, which I beat the story for and the Aftermath DLC story for, and uh, even went back a little bit, played some of the uh, Mortal Kombat 2011 reboot or Mortal Kombat 9. Ugh. Oh, okay. I had to think about that for a second. I was like, 2011? Damn. Yeah. So this game this game is a continuation of of the rebooted timeline seen in Mortal Kombat 9 or uh what as, as it's actually referred to as Mortal Kombat, right? Yeah. So uh, yeah. at the end of Armageddon like basically everybody dies and then uh we had uh Mortal Kombat versus DC Universe which is non-canon and then uh NetherRealm Studios came out with their debut hit which is uh Mortal Kombat. And so basically through time travel shenanigans they end up going back and resetting the timeline. So it's a retelling of the first three Mortal Kombat games, but obviously things are way, a, yeah. a little bit different. It, it's kind of like the Star Trek reboot, if any of you guys yeah. have seen that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, my dad is obsessed with Star Trek and Star Wars. It was a fun childhood. It, yeah, same here. My family has always been uh, obsessed with that. So, uh, it, yeah, in that same way, it's a reboot, but it's there's an in-universe reason for it, which is time travel. Oh, yeah. So, Mortal Kombat X picks up after that, um, or also referred to as Mortal Kombat 10. Uh, it, it is the sequel, uh, introduces some characters like uh, 
Johnny Cage's daughter, Cassie Cage, and Love Jax's her. daughter, Jackie Briggs. And then uh, Mortal Kombat 11 picks up after that, and there is even more time travel shenanigans in this one, right? <laughs> Dude, I don't even... Uh, God, the time traveling throws me off so hard. Yeah, it's it makes so my brain complicated. Hurt. I'm like, this, is Raiden... Like, is Raiden a positive influence? Is he a negative influence? What the hell is happening with Liu Kang and... Chow- Liu Kang. Liu Kang. And, um... Uh, God, I just... Kung Lao and Liu Kang are two of my favorite characters, and they have the most confusing arc right now. It is frustrating, and I... I all you do is fight in this game, and everything else is cinematic. You experience the story by watching it. And yeah. so I'm just kind of figuring out, like, what the hell is going on? Like, wh- why? 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 Like, Kronika's cool, though. I really like Kronika, and I'm sure yeah. we'll dive into her more, but I really love her character. So I'm going I'm to stop ranting. I'm sorry, Ash. Go ahead. <laughs> no, you're good. <laughs> there, there are a lot of time travel shenanigans. I mean, this uh, story is basically Kronika, I think, re uh, rebooting the reboot, you know, undoing the... Uh, changes that were made to the timeline as of Mortal Kombat 2011. So that is uh, and it, because basically events aren't happening as she designed, as she was supposed to uh, let it happen as the keeper of time. It's not made clear exactly how much power she has. Evidently, she's not omnipotent and she requires certain... Uh, She's she's limited by certain constraints. Yeah. But um, ultimately, she I guess designs the timeline and the way that time is supposed to flow and the destinies of characters. And obviously, the characters in the Mortal Kombat roster happen to have very big changes on the timeline. I mean, you've got Raiden, who is literally a god, and you have got uh, Liu Kang, the winner. Lots of chaotic neutralism here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Raiden even starts up this game as the corrupted version of Raiden that we see in Mortal Kombat X, uh, who's been corrupted. It freaks me out. By Shinnok's amulet. But that's quickly reverted by the changes to the timeline. And oh god, it gets even more confusing if you play the Aftermath DLC, because basically they're just going back in time and changing the events of Mortal Kombat 11. <laughs> what? Okay, alright, no, okay. So, yeah, it's, no, funny that you, it's funny that you went on that whole spiel, Ash, because I just got past the point in the story where it kept cycling through the different times when Raiden was corrupted by Shinnok's amulet and he ends up killing, or Liu Kang, either he ends up killing Liu Kang or Liu Kang ends up killing him. But either way, uh, Liu Kang, if somebody says, if you must die, then so be it. And it, like, keeps going through that. Do you remember that part in the story, yeah. Ash? Yeah. Like, that, that's the part that I just finished. And so... I remember that part. I got to that part, too. Shinnok's amulet. Like, Shinnok... This game is a few years old, so... Spoilers, I don't care. If you haven't played it, stop listening, go play it. Otherwise, I'm gonna keep talking. So... <laughs> well, this is so, a spoiler episode, so go yeah. for it. Yeah. There's always gonna be spoilers in our episodes. In the very beginning of the story, a corrupted Raiden decapitates Shinnok. Yeah. The very the very being who, I'm guessing that's Kronika's son, yeah. um, mm-hmm. and the very being whose amulet corrupts him in the first place and ends up killing uh, Liu Kang and uh, Kung Lao, making them revenants, who end up serving Kronika. It's so confusing. But at the same time, it flows really well. If that makes sense. It picks up right after MKX. And so Shinnok was the big baddie, I believe, in, in Mortal Kombat X. I haven't played all the way through that one. but uh, And he also was it, the big, uh, the main villain of Mortal Kombat 4. 
So, uh, and Shinnok's uh, appeared in, I think, quite a bit, few of the other games as well. He's actually not a playable character here. He just shows up in the beginning, picking up after the events. This is right after Cassie Cage kicked his ass. And, you know, he's like, you can't kill yeah. an elder god. And Raiden's like, oh, no, I'm not going to kill you. And he just decapitates him. And so he's stuck as a head. <laughs> yeah. And yep. then after they reset time, um, who is it? Sonya, Cassie, and uh, Briggs. Um, they attack. And then um, that's that's their diversion. And then what's her name? Sonya dies, too. Don't forget that. Because that was like a big moment, too. Because everyone's like, what the fuck? She gave her life detonating the C4 to close out the ruins or something. And yeah. Jackie and Cassie. Yeah, Jackie and Cassie. It was Jackie, Cassie, and Sonia. Cassie gets back to the ship and talks to the younger version of herself who gets mad that she dies because Cassie left her behind. And then later in the story... Yeah, oh my god, it's so complicated. It's so it, <laughs> it gets even more more complicated. Like I said in the aftermath DLC, because it's a clusterfuck of a game, guys. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it picks up on on the last two games. So I guess if there was any way I'd go back and redo this, I'd have played the first two games first: Mortal Kombat Nine and Mortal Kombat X, which aren't really the first games; they're the ninth and tenth games. But you know what I mean. Still not as complicated as Sonic 06. I kind of wish they would have done something like previously on Mortal Kombat, so you could fucking catch yourself up. Because I remember playing this and being like, "What in the actual fuck just happened?" Well, the the what? previously on Mortal Kombat would be longer than the actual story. <laughs> It'd be like if they did a previously on Kingdom Hearts. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, at least like a little bit of a, a, a catch up, like shit. Like it had been a while since 10 and then like, you know, like 10 going into 11. And I was just like, huh? What? What are you talking about? Yeah, exactly. It's it, There's a lot going on. I think the story after kind of that intro segment kind of picks up and, and tells its own story that is easy enough to follow but i know but at the beginning i'm just like what <laughs> <laughs> and it gets more confusing by the the time travel shenanigans throughout because you've got the younger versions of the mortal Kombat characters with the older versions <laughs> the present versions yeah and i believe this is this is um the characters uh after Mo mortal Kombat 2011 so somewhere between mk9 and mkx is what i'd have to guess the younger characters are being pulled from so in the oh, rebooted yeah. timeline, but younger versions of themselves before the big time gap and MKX that uh, resulted in their children. So it is really interesting to see some of the present characters interact with their younger selves. Like Johnny Cage, for instance, uh, is, is just completely baffled by how obnoxious he used to be. He, Johnny Cage! Yes! <laughs> yep. Johnny and that's surprising for Johnny Cage. <laughs> that's character development right there. That was another thing... Speaking of the movie, I was, like, waiting this whole time for Johnny Cage. Because that was, like, the one thing I remember was, like, um, Sonya and, Ka and, and Cassie. And then I really, really remember Johnny Cage as a kid. And I was like, where is this cocky motherfucker? Where is he? I want to see who's portraying this asshole. And then it shows at the end of the movie. And I'm like, you motherfuckers. You got me. You got me. Yeah, but we still don't know the actor that's going to portray him. And if they do Ryan Reynolds, I will lose my mind, bro. If Ryan Reynolds... I, it's the best pick. If Ryan Reynolds plays Johnny Cage, that is going to be perfect. Literally. Yeah. Honestly, I would like to see you know uh, uh, a cameo from some of the older actors like Lyndon Ashby, who played Johnny Cage in, in, in the original movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he did a good job, too. I I just I didn't I didn't necessarily like the original movie. It didn't. This one really got me. I wasn't you know I was kind of coming into it like I don't know what to expect. You know like sometimes you know video game adaptations into movies just doesn't really like translate well. But I feel like they did an excellent job of really showing like 
all of the the stuff that Mortal Kombat has done over the years and where these characters can go. And I really like the fact that they're expanding into movies because, you know, like everybody's kind of trying to do the Marvel thing, you know, and like make video games and movies and shows, you know, because Marvel's killing it. You know, like everybody knows that there's memes and, you know, like entire fan sites dedicated to just WandaVision and, you know, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Captain America and the Winter Soldier. So I'm kind of excited to see what they're going to do with the movie series just because I'm like, okay, like this will be interesting because like I I wasn't expecting to be roped in that hard, but I was literally watching with my jaw open the whole entire movie like flies could have flown in that shit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Speaking of Marvel, there are rumors that NetherRealm Studios may be developing a Marvel game. That would be dope. Which is interesting because they're also uh, the developers of the Injustice series. Yeah, so maybe like a darker spin and, you know, like what happens in some of the comic books where, you know, some of these characters turn dark would be really cool. You know, like Scarlet Witch isn't exactly, she's like an anti-hero. So I'd be excited to see something from NetherRealm and like a darker version of the Scarlet Witch that we have. Yeah, I, I don't know how credible those rumors are because I know the reason why they've done DC games is because uh, Mortal Kombat is owned by WB. But, yeah, true. Um, but we'll see. The, the series was originally developed by Midway Games, uh, created by Ed Boon and John Tobias, who uh, make numerous Easter egg appearances throughout the series. I mean, Noob Cybot's name is actually Boon and Tobias backwards, so there you go. Literally. He's just a noob. Ed Boon is still in charge of the series, so ever since MK9, we've had uh, NetherRealm Studios in charge, and he is the the head of, of, uh, of NetherRealm Studios. Um, I think Midway Games no longer exists as a developer, so. But uh, they've been taking over. It's still, you know, it's still the same guy in charge, uh, and and that's clearly shown throughout. I mean, it, the 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 games continue to be a love letter to their fans. Really? Yeah, that's true. Some of the classic fatalities are, I mean, are just literally copied. You know, if you play, if you watch some of the fatalities from uh, the 2011 Mortal Kombat game. There are, like, just a lot of them are just straight up this exact same classic fatalities. But after that point, by, like, Mortal Kombat 11, they're kind of like, yeah, we've done all the classic fatalities already, so let's go ahead and let's just go all out. And they do go all out with the fatalities and just follow them to their logical extremes, right? They really do. Like, I was not expecting, you know, like, for Mortal Kombat, like, I know this is weird to say, but I was not expecting this much carnage. Like, I was like, you know, like, they're like, oh, we're back and we're better than ever. And I'm like, okay, yeah, you know, like, whatever. You know, like, any game dev can say that. But literally, they came out and fucking, they Spartan kicked the gate down, shot everybody up, and we're just like, here's your fucking game. And we're like, okay, alrighty then. <laughs> yeah, this game is, this game is very grotesque and very, very, like, just in your face with these, some of these fatalities. I mean, come on. Well, there, there's a fatality that uh, the Terminator does, where oh. he gets on, he get, he like, um, he like shoots both of your kneecaps out, I think, yeah. and then gets on either that or he just gets on his bike and like twists it and slams you into into the air and then just blows you into pieces with a shotgun. It's just, <laughs> and they show every bit of it, and it's like, good lord, okay. If I remember correctly, there's an Arnie skin, isn't there? Yeah, no, that is the that is the Terminator. It's it's Arnie. Yeah, it's all Arnie, um, and John Rambo we have in the game as well. Uh, Sylvester the Stallone. likeness of Sylvester Stallone. Uh, RoboCop is in there. The Joker is in there. That's right. I totally forgot about this just because it's been a while, and y'all have, you, you know you y'all were like, if you want to be on this podcast, and I was like, oh my god, it's been so long. I need to hop on an episode. I will say though, the Joker he's a cool character to play as, but 
like he kind of sucks. He like, does. I was the voice more. acting and the it's not overall. Mark Hamill. Like, no, it's not. Mark Hamill is the Joker. Like that is just how it is. I was kind of hoping, you know, because of the way that they've done these iterations, and I know there's, you know, all of these arguments about the Joker, but for me personally, I was really hoping for a Heath Ledger version, just because for me that was the best Joker, just because of you know how Heath Ledger really took it and just fucking sprinted with it, Naruto ran with it. They could have gone with that because we've already we already have Joker in the Injustice games, and we have Joker in DC versus Mortal Kombat, which kind of takes over the classic uh animated series appearance exactly and for like people of our generation like i don't know like some people you know they have parents you know who you know have watched the you know the other different you know batmans and jokers and things like that but for like for me personally for my generation like i remember the joker as heath ledger so you know if you're bringing in terminator as arnie and you know robocop like i'm gonna think of heath ledger like i was really hoping for that Mm-hmm. At least the Heath Ledger skin would be cool, yeah. That, exactly. The Heath Ledger skin with Mark Hamill's voice, like that would Ooh. be, that would well, be dope. Even the um the the skins, if you, I don't know if you guys know, but they actually have the classic movie skins. So they've got yeah. Lyndon Ashby's version of uh of Johnny Cage. They've got Christopher Lambert's version of Raiden, and then they've got Sonya Blade as well from the movie. Um, and yeah, Shinsun's- I used that skin. That was my favorite. Shing Tsung's movie actor actually plays uh, voices the character um, just in the overall game. Shing Tsung's appearance in this game, uh, they're, they're, they use the classic movie voice actor, which is cool. Yeah, and for those particular skins that I just mentioned, the uh, the mo- the movie actors actually revoice their lines. Good. That's so amazing. Yeah, so I'm really hoping, really really hoping that they've got DLC planned. I mean, they have to have DLC planned uh, for the new movie. I'd love to see Cole Young be a playable character in this game because he was a movie exclusive character and then maybe bring in you know movie skins for the other characters that would be really cool because i'd love to play this this movie version of sonya because she oh wow she's pretty she's real pretty yeah <laughs> oh yeah or add some fatalities that were from the movies which were inspired by the original games <laughs> yeah yeah I get, or even it would be cool if they could iterate like the actual movie scene i know that's not really possible but it would be fucking dope I know we've talked about this, Ash, like off of the podcast, but Kong, Kung Lao's fatality in the new movie is the best one. Like that, that junk is crazy. And he goes, flawless victory. <laughs> I don't think anybody in either the theater or watching it on Amazon or not Amazon, HBO, I don't think anybody was expecting that. I really wasn't. I we were Alan and I were going to go see it in theaters, but we ended up um, just getting out on HBO because we're still trying to be safe. You know, like my parents are older, and you know, I'm I'm taking care of them quite a bit, so I'm like, eh, I'm still going to be safe even though I'm double vaccinated. I was not honestly expecting any of the fatalities to be this good and also my favorite fucking thing is the fact that some of the time like whenever they have their fatalities or, or you know like he's like ko or fatality and it's just oh it gets me so good like it gets me my feel goods man yep it, oh yeah dude it, it was a little cheesy but I, I just think it was necessary so for I mean, me it was cute it was a really good throwback to the, like the game and giving itself its own little tie like the way that they just said it to themselves like fuck yeah fucking fatality yeah and mortal Kombat has always been in my opinion a, a goofy series i mean even the fatalities were just so over the top that even though they're graphic and violent and gory you know it just it, it's done in such a comical way because it it's all just so unrealistic and, and there's just this insane amount of, of gore on screen. And then we've also got to go ca- talk about, you know, some of the more goofy shit that's been in the Mortal Kombat games. For instance, this game reintroduced friendships, uh, which yeah. haven't been seen since Mortal Kombat trilogy. I think MK9 had the babalities too. 
Yes. <laughs> Dude, the Bay Balladies. Freddy Krueger's Bay Ballady is my favorite. <laughs> Freddy Krueger's Bay Ballady, because you just look at the little... Oh, <coughs> sorry! Okay, you look at the little carrier... Or whatever it is, it's like I, I don't, I don't know. It's a stroller or something, and you just see a teddy bear with claw marks on it, and then a baby Freddy comes over, like, ah! Ah! I fucking and then love he starts that. crying. It's just all the babies start crying because it's so funny. Oh my god, it's so funny. I just love how out there. Honestly, I think that's what really ties me to this series is just how extra the Mortal Kombat games are. Like, it's something that's just so out there that it's attracting to gamers and, and to people in general. You know, like, there's lots of people that have never played the games that have started watching, you know, this movie because, you know, it's been so hyped up by all their friends, you know, that, that play these games or, you know, just fans from over the years. And I think that it's really cool that, you know, they did end up, you know, developing a movie that's really giving this tie to, you know, this insane series that, you know, has been critically acclaimed and won awards and things like that. You know, like, I, I really, really love that concept, you know, and, you know, it, in, in some past, you know, for a lot of these games, you know, it has kind of, you know, given a resurgence, you know, like, for example, Tomb Raider, you know, we did talk about that a little bit in our episode, um, how it kind of brought a resurgence to the series, and they had, like, a flash sale, and they had all these cool stuff that was tied in, um, as well as, you know, like, I, I, it, I've heard that there is a pause on, you know, production for the movie, um, but there is going to be an Uncharted movie um and yes. i really hope that brings a really good resurgence to the uncharted series because that is by far one of my favorite series of all time tom holland's gonna be nathan isn't he yeah mm -hmm. he's playing like a younger version of the character mm -hmm. in, in the basically like the prequel to first game yeah i like what you said though about about the movie because a lot of people are watching it because we as a culture even the casual and non-gamer crowd are just culturally aware of mortal kombat whether it's exactly classic arcade games which by the way are the reason an esrb rating system exists today or, or part of the reason um and and or or whether it's the classic movie a lot of people saw that uh which while missing the you know graphic nature of mortal kombat definitely emulated the spirit of of the series uh and then you've even got the new games i mean and, and we've been having mortal kombat games ever since uh some of the, like the ps2 era games i think is where the series is more seen as going downhill and wasn't as big but uh, mortal kombat came back with a bang with with mk9 I, I think the hd games do something special where with the fatalities or with the friendships or the babalities they can really just expand on them in 3d space in a way yeah. that even the previous 3D games weren't able to. I mean, they just really go all out. And MK11 looks gorgeous no matter what uh, system you're playing at on it. Playing it on, um, I was surprised by how well it runs on the Switch. <laughs> I was so tempted to buy it for my Switch, y'all, like oh, whenever we were talking man. about this episode. But I, I did also want to wanna pick up off your off your point there um ash also i love how influenced in pop culture this game is because you know there are some ties to pop culture depending on the game that you're playing and also like literally like you can go into like a zoomies for example and there's a mortal kombat t-shirt like it's a big part of american culture and you know like americans are obsessed with this game like there's so many millions of people playing this game and you know when there's a new game coming out it's big hype you know for for a lot of this style gamer you know this is like kind of like you know like anytime there's a new cod the cod players freak out anytime there's a new mortal Kombat, literally all of the masses lose their shit and it's so cool to see that from a from a series that's so gory and you know just so entirely over the edge exciting oh yeah it spawns so many clones by the way if you've ever looked uh, a lot of people tried to hop on the success of mortal Kombat and make their own graphic fighting games with with uh with over-the-top violent finishers 
Mortal Kombat as a series uh, honestly influenced the fighter game genre in a lot of ways. It really almost did. Almost as much as, as, as Street Fighter did, I would argue. I was going to say, calling out Street Fighter here, but honestly, like, if you look at the two compared to each other, like, Mortal Kombat takes the freaking Olympic torch and just keeps sprinting on. Like, it's insane. I'm Kronika, Keeper of Time. I guide the destiny of the realms. But my work's perfection has been tainted by Raiden's actions. I enlist all those who disdain the current course of history. By merging past and present, we may draw upon allies from both eras. I offer a greater empire in the new era. Will your outworld armies defend it? They shall. Kotal Khan, we have common cause. Solving this temporal crisis, and in defeating Shao Kahn. I will have my scouts track Shao Kahn. Can't someone, anyone, explain to me what the hell is going on, right? I've been in the future for a whole hour and I haven't seen one jetpack. Not one. Came from rock bottom with nothing that I saw with wings. I am not stopping, I'm coming in this more to see. Ignore the dream, now they gotta applaud the king. It's my ego trip. I'm hoping you enjoy the scenes. I'm a monster, yeah, you should be avoiding me. I'm a rest without a council, one of Elder Gods, the realms are in crisis. Every being will be erased in a temporal Armageddon. Find Kronika's key and gain control of her hourglass. Only then will time's momentum be restored. We've got to take out another realm's army now, before Liu Kang can bring it here. As my strength gathers, the new era draws ever closer. branching off into stuff like uh I, I swear mortal kombat has everything to do with all of these anime style style fighting games too because they these uh companies that make like uh products and games for these animes and stuff like let's say dragon ball fighters or jump force jump force is like the ultimate example of just a just a giant hodgepodge of anime characters being brought together to fight. Jump Force is fun. I like it. Jump Force is fun. Imagine a Mortal Kombat with that kind of 3D setting. Yeah, that would be cool. Dude, that'd be... And the fatalities in that big open 3D spot. Oh my god, bro. Oh, I mean, they'd probably look about the same, because for the fatalities, it goes to a, a different view. But... Dude, I mean, if just think about it. Think about how much Mortal Kombat has inspired the way fighting games are today. I mean, if you've ever played Dragon Ball Fighters, Yeah. I haven't, but I, I've seen gameplay. 
even down into like I've st- I've started noticing it in games, you know, especially because you know the movie, you know, everybody was talking about it, you know, big game devs and stuff like that. They're like, man, like I guess we got to put more carnage. Like I, for me, I even thought about it a little bit earlier. Like it even comes down to like COD, how they have like the finishing moves. Like it, it's just it's such a big influence in the gaming world, and really people are trying to make their own spin on it and really bring this like cultural influence into their own game. It's really, really interesting to watch and see, like, especially when you put, like, kind of, like, those blinders on and start thinking of Mortal Kombat, like, even just, like, you know, how some games have gotten bloodier, some games have gotten, you know, a little bit more intense over the years, it's simply because of Mortal Kombat, because they see how much people really like this kind of just insane, you know, slaughter of, of a game that just entices people to play more. And despite all the clones and games that were inspired by Mortal Kombat, I really feel like nobody quite does it like MK. They really don't. No. Like, I, 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 like any man who would ever say that Street Fighter is better than freaking Mortal Kombat can fight me, personally. <laughs> Dude, Mortal Kombat is like Coca-Cola. There are so many different companies and, you know, attempts at making something like it, but there's just nothing quite like an ice-cold Coke. I don't know. I, I kind of prefer Dr. Pepper, personally, but maybe it's... Okay, Ash. Ash, <laughs> you understand what I'm saying. I also prefer Dr. Pepper to Coca-Cola, but I figured Same. it would be a good... I figured it would be a good analogy. Thanks for taking that from me. <laughs> I did an experiment with Coke and Dr. Pepper and Sprite on which one would dissolve meat quicker in elementary school. I know that's a random freaking rabbit trail, but that just really brought me back to that. Because anytime I think of Coke versus Dr. Pepper, I also think of those Coke versus Pepsi books that all the girls had in school. Y'all remember those? Yep. Oh my god. Throwing myself back into my freaking generation. Absolutely. Whoops. Zach, I know what you mean because, uh, because I mean, who, who prefers Pepsi products over Coke products? If you go to a restaurant, whoever goes to a restaurant or, and they say, oh, we only have Pepsi products and we're like, and like hell yeah. Dude, yes. Nobody. Let me get that Sierra Mist, baby. Yeah, give me that Mr. Like- Pib, bro. Hey, 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 hey. Don't you dare. <laughs> Mr. Pib. Now that is my shit. I love Nothing is Mr. superior Pib. to Dr. Pepper, my guy. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. But don't knock my spicy cherry soda, bro. Don't, 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 don't do it. Don't <laughs> knock my spicy cherry soda. Don't knock my fizzy, fizzy fruit. All right, I'm done. <laughs> but anyway, back to Mortal Kombat. Um, <laughs> one thing I was impressed by was how much content there is in this game. Because we, we've talked about the story a little bit. But there also is uh, the Towers of Time mode. There's the classic towers. So that's going to be more like the um, original arcade experience where you just climb up the tower and fight different enemies uh there's the crypt mode and the crypt mode by the way is super cool um rather than the crypt mode that we've seen in the last few games where you're just scrolling along a menu with tombstones this is an actual fully explorable area uh inside Shang Tsung's palace on his island and you're just going around and opening chests and solving puzzles and it's really cool um nearly all of the cosmetics and additional fatalities and other things are unlocked through the crypt and it uses an in-game currency called coins with a K. Now, one of the only, I want to say one of the only uh, crit- criticisms this game gets over some previous Mortal Kombat games is, is how much you have to grind just to unlock everything. Ugh, yes. And, and I, can ag- I can agree with that. But at the same time, everything that's unlockable is all optional stuff. Um, and, and I believe if you know how to pull off the fatalities, I've heard that, that it actually will do them, even if you haven't unlocked them. Um, and, and, and so, you know, it's not that big of a deal. And I think by, 
the time that you know the latest version has come out, Ultimate Mortal Kombat 11, and we've gotten plenty of patches and DLC, I think a lot of that has been fixed. But what, what was y'all's experience with that? Um, I did have some times where I was, like, trying to play, and I don't know if it was just because, like, you know, like, I do have, you know, like, as y'all know, like, I always end up getting secondhand first-gen, you know, consoles. That's just how I've always rolled, and I honestly prefer it that way because, you know, it, it ends up working out for me, and I can play a console all the way through the rest of its life. Um, when I tried to play Mortal Kombat 11 for the first time, I, of course, picked my base Scorpion. I'm like, let's go, honey. It's time. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go, honey. Let's do it. Yeah, no, Scorpion is my absolute favorite of all time. Cannot change my mind at all. Um, pick Scorpion, and he just glitched across the screen, like, when I was trying to do a finishing move, and I was like, I then, okay, that's cool, whatever, that's fine, okay. <laughs> um, but other than that, I had I had a really good um, gameplay experience. Um, again, like I said, you know, a little bit ago, I haven't played in quite a while, um, just because, you know, I've been doing some other stuff, but, you know, I did, you know, do a little bit of catch up the other night and I did get to play a little bit. It was very fun. Um, and you know, like the gameplay, it's, it's very fluid. Um, and it's not something that you really expect, but like, even just as far as like when I played and I up did update the game and everything, it was a very fluid fighting experience, which is not something I really expected out of a Mortal Kombat, but it literally just feels so like, and I want to keep saying fluid because it just it, it meshes so well and it, and it plays very well. Like you don't really feel like you're playing a game. You feel like you're just like controlling a movie, which is really fucking dope for me. Hell yeah. Yeah, it is very cinematic. I think that was one decision they decided to make was cut out the quick time events and just allow you to view the uh, in in between battle cinematics. Uh, and yeah, the game as them, it is. But uh, the story is actually really engaging. I, m- I remember I was invested and I kept wanting to move forward and, and see where we would go. I like how it moves from one character to another character to another character. So you'll you'll play, you know, maybe four or five battles with each character as the story follows through them. Um, like, like you, I mean, there's a little bit of jankiness in the game. Uh, it has crashed on me a couple times. The Switch version in particular, because I have both the PS4 and the Switch version, and I, I tried them both. The, the, P- the Switch version in particular isn't quite up to spec, and, and it's because it's a lower spec console. Um, I'm actually just surprised that it plays as well as it does on the Switch. Some of the battle transition models aren't quite rendered correctly, and it, and it shows, but um, and in the loading screens, I think are a little bit longer, but it it runs you know surprisingly well. Well, I'm playing this. I'm playing this on PC since I just built my PC a couple weeks ago or a few weeks ago, dude. It's beautiful. The gameplay is just mm, immaculate. I love this game. Yeah, if you get the Absolutely. chance to play this on a higher spec console or on PC, I'd recommend it because uh, the 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 graphics are just gorgeous. Um, the fatalities uh, have this little kind of slow mo effect, and they're just everything is so detailed and rich and vibrant. Uh, I actually really prefer the the coloring in this game versus the predecessor MKX, which just seemed too dark overall. Yep, this game kind of was a lot brighter, don't you think? It's a lot more crisp. I've noticed that not only does the world and the game, the characters look a lot more, you know, just illuminated, a lot more detailed. Everything's finer. But this game is also just more fluid. It's smoother. The, it's it's easier to connect your different moves. It's easier to do a lot of stuff. So I, you know, just, I like it overall. So. Yeah. Yeah, I really thought that I, that the, the game, the color in this game, I was not expecting it to be so, you know, like, for Mortal Kombat, it's very, um, 
it's very colorful but it's it's like it's like devastatingly beautiful you're like oh man like this is a pretty so oh fatality okay <laughs> but still like i i I really like how how like colorful this game was compared to you know like previous Mortal Kombat games because you can see so much more of the details and the characters you know like for me like of course I love Sonya and Cassie you know of course you know Scorpion and Raiden's robes are just so much more colorful in this game as compared to other games and I'm like okay like costume changes a little bit let's go okay thank you Timekeeper oh, yeah. for giving us some oh, more yeah. color and there's so many different skins available so when you're playing you know in a regular fight mode or whatnot uh you have got uh, like all of the uh accessible skins from previous games from the classic movie like we said um there's just so much customizability in fact the characters themselves are customized you can decide what special moves the character is going to have mm-hmm. um, and you can create multiple variations so it's really interesting to, to to be able to go in and a lot of it's unlocked again through the crypt so there is a lot of grind locking in this game in order to get access to some of the the cooler stuff that the game has to offer um you do have to grind quite a bit this was what i've heard and what i've experienced somewhat um but all the friendship finishers are all available from the start and boy are those cool yeah i really like the friendship finishers i'm like oh this is a cute moment someone actually working together yeah kano's is the best dude he just whips out the grill bro that's that's the funniest thing shrimp on the bobby he just starts putting some shrimp on the bobby shrimp on the bobby you know that's kind of it's what he does i watched the whole video actually of ed boon like explaining each finisher or i mean each uh, friendship uh, and so it's really cool the amount of like thought that went into this they just went for doing something that was basically either just completely unexpected from the character um or just over the top goofy childish you know and it was just like anything goes if if, if the stupidest ideas were the ones that made it into the game that's <laughs> what he said yeah it's 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 great I have nothing wrong with it at all. Yeah, it's great. No, to I just really like it. Beat the shit out of your opponent, and then like you come back, and, and there's fucking uh, you know, you just finish him off with with a friendship move. And yeah. I really like the names of some of them. Like Kano's is like kiss the cook. Yes, I'm just like okay, like that's adorable. What's her name? Um, I think is it Cassie. Hers is like felt cute. Might delete later. I was like okay. Yes. And she takes a bunch of selfies. Like it's funny. Yes. Um, yep. I like. I like. Um. Frost. She just starts dancing, and then her head starts spinning on top of her noggin. Ice skating. And yeah. of course, Bay's is um Teddyality. Uh, yes. Sonya's is fetch good drone. And, Rainbow and part connection. Part of what makes it work is it looks serious at first. You know, like you see Scorpion throwing out his spear, right? And then he pulls in a teddy. And that's how a lot of the fatalities really pull off is that it, it, it's set up as like a serious moment. Like, what? oh shit, what's he going to do? And then it's just friendship. It's so <laughs> freaking cute. I'm like, okay, like there's a cute moment for all of us girl gamers. Thank you. <laughs> that's why I say, you know, Mortal Kombat is definitely a goofy series. I think, you know, some of the games in, in the, the PS2, PS1 era were more serious and they were, and they were kind of going away from it. But I mean, originally the Bay Baladies and, and friendships were developed just because of the controversy from the first game so they were like yo you know what you want to complain that you're you know you suburban parents want to complain that this game is too violent here you go you can turn your opponents into babies or or you can uh you you, or you can just pull off really funny shit mortal kombat 3 just went all out with the goofy shit um and and this game really still embraces that i think mortal kombat 11 is actually a, a really good um balance between you know grounded seriousness because it's an hd game but also just the complete and total utter nuttiness of mortal kombat 
And you have to have that, right? Like, you have to have that sort of balance in between the two, because too much of one can be bad, you know? And you're right, this game kind of does that perfectly. I, I love the way Mortal Kombat 11's flow works, because the campaign is mostly serious, but there are those little jabs of comic relief in there, and that's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for me, Mortal Kombat was, like, a great mixture of, like, like, just, like, good comedy, like, for gamers, and, like, good serious moments. Like, and it's a great Absolutely. mixture of the Mortal Kombat series as a whole. Yeah, and that's what we need. That's what the fans are going to continue to love, and that's what I'm going to want every time I play a Mortal Kombat game. It makes the experience more gratifying, especially when you can go back and use different characters like Rambo, Robocop, the Terminator. It's crazy. Like Terminator? It adds to the effect, especially when it gets kind of goofy. I would kill to see the Terminator's friendship. That would be hilarious oh, to me. Oh, it's great. You know, it's funny, too, because they were surprised by how many of the uh, the licensed characters that they could get away with doing these friendship moves. And, and apparently the executives didn't have a major problem with it, uh, w with just these these action characters doing just really goofy shit. Um, I remember, I think MK9 had uh, Freddy Krueger, MKX had Jason. Yep. And yeah, and this game has, has the aforementioned characters. Uh, by the way... I was surprised by how in-depth the tutorial is. Dude, I yes. don't even want to talk about it. Oh, my God. I mean, we're going to talk about it because it's beautiful, but it's ridiculous. It literally t teaches you how the molecules of the game work, dude. I think it's the most in-depth fighting game tutorial I've ever seen, and it really goes in-depth. I mean, I had to skip past a lot of the text because I didn't understand what was going on. I mean, this is like Tekken-level complexity uh, that, that's been added to the game, and it really gets into, like, how to, uh, you know, how to, how to do special move cancels and, and talking about frames and stuff. Uh, I couldn't even get through all the tutorials. I mean, I got through the Beneginner stuff, and uh, but once I started getting through, like, some of the more advanced tutorials i actually had really struggled to pull the shit off uh but it, but if you ever need like an intro into playing a fighting game competitively i mean that is how you do it not only that but they have uh fatality tutorials that show uh, show you how to pull off all the fatalities without a timer uh they've got individual character tutorials that show you i mean what some of the uh, of the best moves for each character are and how you should play as them and you know that's that's what we need like that tutorial is crazy it took me like an hour to get through, like, the first part of it. Just trying to figure out all the different movesets you could do. It's crazy to me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially, like, if you've played any of the other games, or you've played games, you know, that are similar. Like, some of these movesets are so intense that you're just like, I'm so you have to, what? Like, yep. there were some tutorials that I had to play through, like, honestly, a couple of times to really be like, oh, it's this, 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 not this, this. This, this. Oh, fuck. Okay. <laughs> okay. You got it, dude. <laughs> dude, canceling... Move cancellations are the hardest thing for me. I can't yes. do a smooth combo, move cancel, and then start another combo right after that. That's the most ridiculous thing ever. Just because you have to do... You have to have perfect timing. But every single move that they're trying to pull off, for every single tutorial... Uh, not only is there a, a, a controller in the bottom left corner of the screen that shows you what buttons to press so you can match the timing, or actually shows you what buttons you're pressing, I'm sorry, uh, but also there is a demo available for every single one, which that's where it shows you exactly the right timing so you can kind of match along with it and what the animations are supposed to look like. 
You know what this reminds me of? We were talking about this in, um, was it the Zelda Dungeons game when we were talking about Twilight Princess? Yes. It's the Zelda game if you've never played a Zelda game. This is the Mortal Kombat game if you've never played Mortal Kombat. Yep. It teaches you everything in intensity so you know what the fuck you're doing. So your friends are like, yeah, let's play. And you're like, yeah, I don't really know this game too well. But i boom, bow, finisher. That's the best <laughs> description you could have for it, honestly. That's, that's a pretty apt description. Yeah, I mean, besides the story, obviously picking up on some things that you'll need to know from the last games. But even like I said, I mean, you you you'll get kind of confused in the beginning, but then you just play the the, the story, and it it kind of is its own standalone story. Uh, especially like I said, when you get into the aftermath, and it has its own story that's just as long as the first one. That basically just time travels through the events of the first half of the game. So it, I think it's all self-contained. And if you're starting at a Mortal Kombat game, I mean, this is a good one to start off with because uh, you've also got uh, just the most content that's available and the customizability and, you know, and then that tutorial segment as well. So you can really pick it up and play from anywhere. Uh, I, I feel like, you know, some of the early Mortal Kombat games were just not very accessible. And even though, you know, this is a genre that is considered with to be a more hardcore, had uh, to have a more hardcore audience. Uh, a casual gamer can get into this and at least pick up enough basics to, you know, have some fun with friends, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah I feel like uh, Mortal Kombat is kind of like one of those, like, like I want to say, like, you know, because of COVID, you know, like you have to play kind of social gaming a little bit different. Um, but it's one of those kind of classic, like, get your friends together type games. Like, oh, you think you're a badass? Like, let me... It, it almost reminds me in a way of, like, um, Super Smash Brothers. Like, how friends will come together and play that. Like, people come together in groups and they all play Mortal Kombat. And that was one of the things, you know, that I did when I was younger, as I'm, as as forementioned. Um, and and I, really, I really think that it's cool that it's, like, one of those, like, social events where you can be like, alright, Mortal Kombat and chill tonight. Like, let's fucking go, man. <laughs> that sounds... Very grody. <laughs> Mortal Kombat and chill. Well, oh, I mean, wow. Some people are not... You know, I forget about that. You know, like, so, uh, for me, I don't know. Like, when the whole Netflix and chill thing was really starting to become a meme, oh, I was God. like, man, like, I used to say that. Like, let's watch Netflix and chill. Let, like, let, <laughs> let, let, let's, let's, It's not like Disney Plus and Thrust. Like, chill out, people. <laughs> Disney Plus and Thrust. Oh, my God. <laughs> Megan, you're two for two today. Mortal Kombat and Finisher. Oh, Oh my god. Um, Scorpion is kill that ass. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Zach's over here like the the lion, the witch, and the audacity of this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh my gosh. Oh. Oh man. <laughs> That's another thing I love about Mortal Kombat is you can literally fucking joke about it. Like it's not one of those games where it's like, oh man, like I cried. It's like, oh man, like I was making fucking jokes about Bone and a Girl last night while I was playing Mortal Kombat. Absolutely. That being said, there are some emotional moments that are explained yes. in the story. Like I got so happy when Kano died in the story. Yes. Oh yeah. Like, so you know how the rules work. And she's like, I do. You know the she rules. Shoots ye- and so do I. Oh okay, my. but I also wanted to point this out because I saw this. I know y'all are going to judge me. I saw this on TikTok the other day. So, what's his name? Fuck, I can't remember. The guy with the iron lung. <sighs> what's his name? The iron Fuck. lung? In the movie. Oh, are you talking about Cabal? Yes, God. I could not remember his name for the, the life of me. Thank you. I was like, I wanted to say like Tubal, but I know it's Cabal. I'm, I'm confusing myself with Tan and Cabal at the same time. Um, so, his shoulder pads are army reg knee pads. Oh, wow. Legit. <laughs> uh, there was a guy who had his like, oh, uh, like his um, 
He had like his old uniform on and he ripped off his knee pad and put it on his shoulder and he goes, those are fucking knee pads! And I was like, oh my god. Mortal Kombat, I don't know if I'm impressed or if I'm depressed about this. <laughs> That's a good point, though. There are so many interesting characters that you can really get into. I mean, Johnny Cage, you just love to hate. And like we said before, I mean, he's actually gone through quite a bit of develop character development as a father. So he's, he's definitely a more uh, relatable character now. But you've also got scorpion and sub-zero actually friends in this movie or i'm yep. sorry in this game <laughs> excuse in me the movie excuse yeah, me they are not friends in the movie they're not <laughs> friends in the movie but they've put their differences aside and and learned to work together to uh to restore both of their clans you know and uh, I, I thought that that was also uh, an excellently done relationship in the game. Uh, yeah, it's a little heartwarming moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And and even between uh, Johnny Cage and Sonya Blade. Yeah, their fallout was pretty bad, if I remember correctly. Like, they were like, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, like, what the fuck happened? I thought y'all liked each other. Now you don't. All right, cool. They're back well, I together like... in this game, I think. But, um, but then she dies. What were you going to say, Zach? Well, I think the way the story's kind of going right now, I have a feeling that uh, eventually, you know, the younger Johnny and the younger Sonya are going to fall in love. There's going to be another Cassie. <laughs> there's going to be a. There's going to be. Ca- They're supposed to. Otherwise, Cassie doesn't exist. <laughs> yep. It'll be like a hot tub time machine, right? So, Cassie 2, how are you doing today? I don't know, Cassie 3. I don't know how I'm feeling. <laughs> Cassie 3. You know, that's something I think that they left out, but I, I think by the end of the game, it doesn't really matter. So, I think, I think, I mean, spoiler alert, I mean, I mean, I think everything basically just gets reboot anyway, uh, and especially with Aftermath. I mean, it's it's... Yeah, I'm not really sure, but it, it, they kind of didn't resolve what, what was going to happen with the younger characters. Like, some of them obviously make sense to stay, stick around, but then some of them are like, you know, is younger Sonya just going to chill out, you know? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I mean, tying the, the movie into the game, you know, like, Sonya's always been really dedicated to, you know, making sure, you know, that they're you know, always thriving and succeeding, so I don't see why she wouldn't stick around, but also it wouldn't surprise me because of all the changes she's gone through, um, you know, even with, you know, like Cassie and everything, so I, I don't really know how that's gonna go, but I feel like she would stick around. Yeah, you know, if, if the movie weren't so successful, I would say that this game would even be a good way to finish off the franchise, but I think there's gonna be a Mortal Kombat 12. Nothing's been announced yet, obviously, but there's there's no way with the popularity of the franchise now. They're not gonna go with it. But what I like is that this game ended in such a way, uh, and I guess you guys will realize when you get to the end of it. But I'll, let me just put it this way: it ends in such a way that Mortal Kombat 12 could really go anywhere they want with the story and the timeline. <laughs> and they've already done a revamp, so it'll be interesting because this is like its own tie of a story. So like talking towards the future you know like i feel like there is eventually going to be a point where they tie the movies into the game uh maybe even like you know like a game you know like like as, as like as a separate timeline right that they interact yeah. with that could mm-hmm. be cool they could do multiverse shit they really could because they almost got into it with that one scene where they were showing you know raiden fighting luke hang across multiple timelines exactly yep. that that was so cool dude that was so cool and you know like there have been some like negative reviews about the movie but for me personally it was very captivating and i know i, I didn't get to talk about it so i did want to bring it up a little bit um you know the movie was really captivating for me and it really really like made me kind of fall back in love with you know the mortal Kombat series because i was like wow like i, f- I forgot how you know amazing of a game you know and and you know series and and 
you know, style that this, this game is. Um, and it really just was like, okay, I think I want to delve back into this. And it was like the perfect opportunity for the podcast to talk about it, you know, because there is going to be a resurgence and, you know, they're leaving open, you know, like the possible, you know, like not even a possibility. I'm sure they're already shooting for number two because, you know, like there's the Johnny Cage sequence, you know, they're like, oh, what's next? What's next? What are we going to do? So, um, I'm excited to see kind of like a revamp tie-in for this series because like it's headed that direction and it needs to, you know, this game series has survived for a long time. You know, it's almost like, you know, like all the other forerunners you know like Zelda doesn't have its own movie you know but it's it's been out you know very you know old game series established game series you know as well as um god I could think of many others you know Kingdom Hearts has made it through the years you know there's lots of game series that you know keep going into the next generation and I want to see how they're going to bring this forward for the future generations because you know it's cool to you know be like oh hey I remember playing you know like you know in 10 years I remember playing Mortal Kombat 11 you know when I was younger and now you know you get to watch you know god forbid you know like number 23 and you're like holy shit like this game is still surviving that's so cool yeah I mean it's been around since the Super Nintendo slash Sega Genesis generation so uh definitely long enough that the the console ports of Mortal Kombat were were censored <laughs> exactly yeah oh yeah dude i'm telling dude my okay so my first mortal Kombat experience was on the super nintendo believe it or not oh really yep i think i have it for the snes was it mortal Kombat one because that one's that that's the censored game uh no this one had gore in it okay so then yeah i was probably mortal Kombat two or three or one of the variants thereof yeah no no mortal Kombat. uh originally was censored and the sega genesis version was censored until you put in a cheat code that uncensored it and gave you all the blood and gore yeah oh, that's the one thing i miss is cheat codes that the developers put into the fucking game <laughs> but yeah yeah you were talking about the movie earlier megan and you know kind of our our conclusion on that was i, I think overall and i think I'll, I'll speak for you as well zach here but i mean basically our premise was this movie wasn't a masterpiece i don't think it's something that scorsese would consider cinema um yeah <laughs> as, a, as a movie i don't think it was expertly directed or written but as a mortal combat movie this is exactly the mortal combat movie that we needed i, I mm-hmm. think it perfectly captures the essence of the games and, and it and it was a total improvement over the original in every way oh yeah it was fantastic i actually agree to disagree i think um you know like especially you know for someone who hasn't you know like i don't have too much experience with mortal combat but it really like brought me in and I like even you know there are some directing sequences that I feel like could have been done better but also like we don't know you know I know the budget was like 55 mil so it wasn't as much as like these big you know blockbuster movies so for them to do all of this with a, a budget of 55 mil I was impressed um and and it really just it was a really good movie for me like Alan and I have watched it a few times now just because we're like wow like I was not a like I was I didn't know what to expect because, you know, like with like I was saying earlier with a lot of these, you know, video games that are being turned into movies, it can go really south or it can go really well. Some people are saying it's boring. Some people are in love with it. It's kind of one of those things where it's like they love it or they don't. Um, but for me, I was like, holy shit, like they did really well. And I, I, I want I want to continue watching this like even my father in law. Right. Like he played the original games, you know, like he you know, like he stopped playing, you know, video games. Um as he's gotten older, you know, he's he's a little bit older. Um, he even was like, Oh my God, I need to go buy a freaking Xbox right now. I need to go get a series X and I need to play mortal Kombat." And I'm like, (laughs) sir, sir. Like what? (laughs) Mortal Kombat is a lot of fun, dude. It is. 
And I find really it interesting serious. that, you know, even even men, you know, like my, my father-in-law's age are, you know, just wanting to, you know, like pick it up again. Like, I think that's really cool. And I, I think it's a cool kind of, you know, like retie in for the series and kind of bring excitement back because it needed it. And Mortal Kombat yep. really, really needed this. It was a Mortal Kombat for the current generation. And I do think it felt a lot more like the modern games than it did the classic games. But it had all of the callbacks and references. But I, I think in, in like overall terms of where the story went, because they didn't go for like adapting the first mo- game at all. They just kind of went all over the place um, and, and didn't even feature the tournament. So I thought that the, the game really resembled the more modern games. And so playing Mortal Kombat 11 while I was, uh, you know, watching the movie, not actually at the same time, but you know what I mean? <laughs> while it was out. <laughs> yep. Multitasking! One eye directed one way, one eye the other. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, it was interesting because I, I actually did find a lot of similarities into how they approached uh, telling a story in the Mortal Kombat universe. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Well, I know that you got you guys got to talk about graphics and you guys know I'm a graphics whore, but also <laughs> um, I am a really, really, <laughs> I really am, though. I will take like 10,000 screenshots before I move in any game I'm like, oh, that's pretty. Oh, that's pretty. Oh, that's pretty. I even was telling my brother last night on his stream, because um, my brother uh, streams a lot for Twitch. I was like, take a screenshot. This game's pretty. Take a screenshot. He's like, Megan, you need to chill the fuck out. I'm like, take a screenshot. Yeah, I guess Megan's a prolific <laughs> photo mode user then, huh? Yes. I will take... A, that's like my achievements for me. I'm it's guessing like, oh. you're loving Breath of the Wild then. I've only played a little bit of it. I've been getting really into Animal Crossing just because work has been absolute freaking hell. Um, yep. Because, you know, like the doctors that I work for are doing very well for themselves and we have outgrown our clinic. So literally I'm just go, go, go for 10 hours a day. And then when I finally sit down, I'm like, I'm going to detox on some freaking Animal Crossing really quick. I don't want to think too much. I bet you can oh, relate yeah. to that, Zach, right? Oh, yeah, I can. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, um, but anyways, tying back into the game, the the soundtrack for this game, y'all, was so pretty for a Mortal Kombat game. I was like, "Yeah, it is good. It this is, really is good. Mortal Kombat." Like, I was literally like getting ready for this episode this week. I was listening to it while I was working. I think they even incorporated the classic movie theme into into the soundtrack for the, for they the did. video game. Yeah, they I did. I think they did. Yeah, they did. The the. And it would, and they even did like a classical sequence where it was like it almost sounded like a violin, where it was like do 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 do, and I was like, okay, okay, Mortal Kombat, you're getting me in my feels right now. Could y'all imagine this like in a classical version, like they do with Zelda games in the originals? Oh my god! (laughs) Symphony of Combat. Symphony of Combat. Mortal Mortal Symphony. I I, now I've got to think of a name for that. Oh man. Symphony of the Realms. Symphony of the Realms, Symphony dude. Symphony of the Realms, I like it. Oh, Earth Realm Symphony Orchestra. To anybody that does events at any um, cons, we're giving you an idea here. <laughs> I'm telling you, bro. Earth Realm Symphony Orchestra, bro. Let me, let me, let me, let me. Earth Realm <laughs> Symphony Orchestra. That's actually really pretty. I like that. Well, I guess we'll go ahead and wrap things up from here. Um, oh. Oh, don't forget. We I'd, actually, I'm going to ask the question. Ash and Zach, uh-huh. if you were to have a finishing move, what would it be? Ooh. Oh, man, dude. I would definitely use my massive head <laughs> as some sort of, like, a power-up where I would, like, run through. Naruto uh, run I think we, like, touched on, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, Naruto run across the map and just thwack them with my forehead and they'll explode. Or I've got to make it more gruesome than that. Like, Or I could just run and, like, using the back of my head, hit the bottom of, like, their crotch and, like, split through their body like uh, Kung Lao's hat. <laughs> and then I just headbutt them really hard and they explode for overkill. 
<laughs> Make room for headspace. I think I'd like a, a, a fatality that like involved uh, telekinesis. Like maybe well, where I like just like body slammed their their body with just my mind uh, against the ground several times, and then when their bodies kind of beat up, start like ripping off the head and other limbs, and start whacking those on the ground as well, and then maybe just like pull them all in together and just kind of implode or something. Make I don't a meat know. puzzle. Oh my god. <laughs> that's super dark heck yeah dude that was, that was. what about you megan um as everybody knows i love knives and guns um so i think mine would probably be some kind of um chokehold and um i'd probably grab them you know by by the neck squeeze the carotid arteries a little bit throw them up and throw a machete uh, right into their um their c-spine right into their uh, their neck Nice. And then um, use their body with uh, knives as a as a throwing board, and probably finish them off with a, a maybe um maybe a hollow point shot right to the heart. All right, nice, Damn. nice. Mine well, is really brutal compared to y'all's. Jesus fucking Christ! <laughs> <laughs> no, that that's what we're all about here. I'm like, let me go to the extremes, guys, and bring out all my knives. I'll even grab the the axe that matches the color of the Wrangler. Fuck it. <laughs> God, that is that is amazing. Um. Any final thoughts on Mortal Kombat 11, Zach? Uh, overall, it's a great game. Working on the story right now, and I'm having a hell of a time. Uh, I think it's a game that everybody should play at some point or another. It's a really, really good experience. And if you like fighting games or if you just like party games that you can play with your friends and, well, I don't know if you'd want to play this with your mom or dad, but yeah, no. if, you, if, you have it, if you have a liking for, liking for games like this, like fighting games, this is a perfect game to play. Like, it is really in-depth, it's complex, it's hard, but it's fun, it's beautifully detailed, and it's just everything that a fighting game needs to be. The story mode is intricate and deep, it's confusing, but it's really good. And I, I give this game, honestly, a 9.2 out of 10. I really, really like Mortal Kombat 11. I'm enjoying playing it right now, and I can't wait to get to the point where I can actually start playing online, because right now, I would be ripped apart. <laughs> I would probably get flawless, and flawless. I'm not ready for that flawless, flawless victory. victory. What about you, Megan? What are your final thoughts? Um, for me, final thoughts, since we have tied into the movie a little bit here, if you did like the movie, if you fell in love with it, I think this is a great way to start out Mortal Kombat for you and really delve into, you know, the universe that, you know, these devs have created and watch their handiwork really come into life with the controller in your hands. Um, I personally, you know, like as I've said before, I haven't had a lot of experience with Mortal Kombat, but for me, you know, like watching the movie made, movie made me fall in love with it again. And I, I really in, encourage our fans to play this game because this game has, this series has made it through the test of time. Um, and it still has many loyal fans, the pop culture reference, you know, like even in memes, you know, like there's fatality and KO, things like that. Um, if you really want to experience a great part of our gaming culture i think this is a great game to pick up for you because you know there's so much that you can do with it um and there's so much that it you know you can take for yourself and and make it your own in its own mortal Kombat way hell yeah i agree um i will say that this is the definitive mortal Kombat experience i think um if i if you want to start with any game i would definitely recommend mortal Kombat 11 um, despite some some difficulties possibly understanding the story, but as I explained already, I mean, I think it all makes sense by the end, or, or doesn't make sense, then it's not supposed to. Um, there is just so much that's available. I mean, we didn't even get into, for instance, like the brutalities, which are like combos that you can finish off a, a, a match with, 
with, and there's a universal one where every single character can do the deadly uppercut and, and just punch their opponent's head off. So that's cool. Um, God, the, the graphics, the soundtrack, everything about this game is, is just masterful. Um, I, I don't think that there was really anything lacking. Um, the only criticism that I could possibly mention would be, for instance, would be like the glitchiness, you know, like the crashing, uh, and, and, and the, uh, the excessive grinding. But I think a lot of those have been fixed over time. And I think with the next installment, we'll probably see even better. And I hope they continue along this trajectory, just do everything that Mortal Kombat 11 did, but also like innovate and do a little bit more and you're golden. <laughs> yep. Couldn't have said it better myself. Hell yeah. Well, uh, if you enjoy this podcast, please, please, please leave us some feedback on your platform of choice. You can leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Hit us up on Podchaser. That's the podcast social network. And if you want to continue supporting what we do, feel free to check out our Patreon. We have patron-exclusive Let's Play video game commentaries available and hopefully going to come out with some more content soon. You can find Collateral Gaming wherever you get your podcasts. We are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, YouTube. We are also on all social media channels. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And uh, you can get exclusive news and memes and shit there. So hit us up in the DMs. Let us know what you think. If you want to collab with us. You know, reach out if, if you have a suggestion. Honestly, I mean, just just communicate, and and we'll communicate with you. Yeah, we're we're really 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 good uh, communicators. We love talking to you guys. Yes, yes. <laughs> please, please reach out. Please talk to us. All right. Well, next time we're going to be talking about Dead Space, and and hopefully we will have your your hubby back for that episode yes. since it was his his pick. Yes, yes. Alan is very, very excited to be on this episode. He says hello to all the listeners, and we are both very, very excited to be playing Dead Space for this next episode. Yeah, I just downloaded it on my PC. I'm going to play through it this Let's week. Let's go! Oh, yeah, because I've got Xbox Game Pass, man. You can get anything. You could, I, Dude, it's crazy. I paid a dollar, and I got all these games. Got okay. you a dollar. <laughs> I got you a dollar. Yeah, you're going to have to be quicker than that, man. But stay tuned for that. If you didn't hear our review of the Mortal Kombat 2021 movie, that was another um, collaboration with Collateral Cinema Movie Podcast. And uh, we had a lot of fun with that. Bo and I also did a review of the first four Mortal Kombat games. You can check that out on Collateral Gaming Bonus Round. Um, from Collateral Cinema in the future, we're going to be talking about Nicholas Winding Refn's Drive. Uh, and we just did our episode on Toxic Avenger with special guest Michael Cornwell. Had a lot of fun with that and getting into the Tromaverse. And uh, it'll be cool to do another uh, car movie with Robert. Uh, I th think about once a season we end up doing a car movie because Robert's a car guy. Damn, I kind of want to be on that episode. I'm a car lady. <laughs> Hey, you guys want to be on Collateral Cinema anytime? Let me know. I mean, definitely, I, I want to get maybe maybe one of y'all, or at least for for the finale, uh, that would be really cool. Oh yeah, I did. We did, I was there when y'all talked about the Mortal Kombat movie, so that was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was a good episode. Zach was on that one. We had a good we had a good we had a good episode then. But I, I guess that's really all there is to say for now. And uh, so stay tuned. Let us know uh, if uh, you have anything at all to let us know. That being said, I'm Ashley Chancellor. I'm Zachary Gio. And I'm Megan Gomez. We are Collateral Gaming and Collateral Cinema. We are out, ladies and gentlemen. Woo! Hey.
fatality. Collateral Gaming is a collateral media podcast. All music and game clips are owned by the respective creators and are used for educational purposes only. Please don't sue us. We're poor.